We're going to talk about discovering our purpose. So I'm going to be in Isaiah, if you want to go with me. I'm going to be in Isaiah 14, um, 12. And uh, this is about the devil a little bit. Let's start it off there. So it says, Look how you have fallen from your heavenly place. O shining one, son of the dawn, you have been cut down to the ground. You who conquered nations, you said in your heart, I will ascend to heaven and exalt my throne above the stars of God. Uh-oh. I will rule on the mountain of the congregation on the highest place of the sacred mountain. I will rise past the tops of the clouds and rival the most high God. Yet down to the underworld you will go into the depths of the pit. Whew. Even reading that, I'm like, I don't really want to read that out loud. Like, he's, he's saying, like, God, you, I'm, I'm going to go above you. Pride kept Lucifer. So that's talking about Lucifer when he was an angel and God, like, honored him. He lived in heaven. It was just awesome. But pride kept Lucifer from fulfilling his purpose. He wanted to do or be something else. How many guys, I mean, especially when I was younger, it's like sometimes I wished I was somebody else or somewhere else or I had a different life, right? When you go through, when you're in the valley seasons, you're like, I want to be them. <laughs> I don't want to be me right now, right? So um, sometimes that's what he wanted. God gave him everything, gave him this amazing purpose in heaven. I mean, you are in heaven. You don't ever have to spend a moment here on earth. And here he is complaining because, well, I don't want to be second, Let's just say, when you're the top, a lot of heat comes, right? Sometimes it's okay to be second. And so he wanted to do or be something else. And I look, and God created everyone and everything for a purpose. But the part is, we have a choice. The choice is ours to move towards that purpose or from it. A lot of things that keep us from that purpose is things just like, like Lucifer went through, you know, that pride and, and, and f- or fear or trauma or pain. That can keep us from moving into our purpose. So when we think about that, I think about I'm in heaven. Like, how could he make that decision? Why would he do that? Like, you had everything. He was in heaven. He was this beautiful angel. Why didn't he choose to submit to God? Do you guys ever wonder that? I think about that, like, why didn't you choose? Like, it's so easy, we think. It's so easy. You're in heaven. You have everything. You don't have to think about bills being paid. You don't have to think about sickness and pain. Like, what is wrong? What was wrong with him? I think about that all the time. Like, you had, like, it was perfect. You're in heaven. And he couldn't submit to God. And he couldn't fulfill his purpose. Because he couldn't submit to God. Yet we do that sometimes, too. Sometimes almost daily. I mean, I just shared our Egg McMuffin, you know, saga. You know? I love, I love sharing when we mess up. People are thinking, oh, my gosh. I love it. Because it shows how good God is that, you know what? You can make all of these mistakes and do everything wrong, and God's like, here we go again. It's all right. Still got a plan and a purpose for you. I still love you. You know what I mean? He's... He's not like, oh, one and done, you're out of here. Thank you, Lord, because I probably already did crazy things today. I don't know. You know, sometimes we do that, pray, you know, daily. We might have, we have pride and rebellion, and it may not be big things that people can see or even things that anyone else knows that's going on. It could be, you know, things, small things hidden away in our heart, decisions that we're making, right? So we think, how could, how could Satan do that? 
you know, how could he not submit to God? Sometimes we have, you know, God gave his son to us. We have Jesus. And then we still find it hard to submit to God sometimes, don't we? God said, tithe is 10%. Well, I'm free from the law. Oh, do you know what that means? That means you probably give away more because grace is always more abundant than, than law. But we didn't read that in the Bible, do we? <laughs> well, okay, let's go back. We don't want to get all offended. But, no. but just things like that, right? God says, you know, love one another. <laughs> and, and, and we're fighting and, and things like that. It's not as easy. It's easy to say, just submit, submit to the Lord and, you know, and it's going to work out. It's easy to say. It's a lot harder to do. It's a lot harder to do because we live on an earth that is just prime for rebellion. We live in a country that was created out of rebellion. <laughs> so we are used to this. We want to do it our way. So just saying, no, no, God, I don't want to do that. No, God, I'm tired. That could be embarrassing. What if I fail? Do you know all those things? You know, our fear, we think, well, I would, they were just scared. Well, that's still not submitting to the Lord. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you a story. So um, this week my dad called me up and he said, I want to have a yard sale. The neighbors are having a yard sale. I want to have a yard sale. You know, come take, will you come get this stuff out for me? And I said, sure, Dad, I'll come over. So get over, bring all the children, and we get all the stuff out. And so he, I said, okay, you set for your yard sale. He does a yard sale on Thursday. Calls me up. He says, I sold almost everything. Can you get stuff from your house and bring it to my yard sale? Because I still want to do a yard sale. I said, okay. And he said, but can you work it because I'm tired? I said, I said, well, sure thing. So we loaded up the car. We go there Friday morning, and, and I'm working at the outside. And it is 1,000 degrees. You know, I'm sitting in the shade with, like, box fans on me. I said, you know it's hot when you got fans on you outside. So I'm sitting there, and this lady comes. And it's not very busy, and we're just talking. And, and I could tell she's older, and maybe um, she was wearing, like, a hat, so I couldn't really but she looked like maybe she'd had hard life and so we're just talking and talking and and God I'm just like Lord what do I need I feel like I need to engage her so God's like I want you to ask her about her flower gardens and I said okay so I'm doing that and so she's telling me this her life story and this is about an hour and then all of a sudden there's like a rush of people and so all these people are like, I'm buying this. And I'm like everywhere. And then my dad comes out with this big bushel of radishes. He's like, you got to give everybody free radishes. So I'm like putting it, you know, it's just, and, and, and God's like, I wasn't done with that lady yet. And I said, well, God, I'm busy. <laughs> yeah, y'all know her like this. Is <laughs> and God said, who told you you were busy? And I thought, Ooh, so I stopped. So I have these people. I got my dad's like, you got to sell this wheelchair and this. So I'm doing all this stuff, and I got like all these people, and I'm supposed to be bagging radishes. And I, and I look to my dad, and I said, I just need a minute. I got all these people around me, and I go up to her. I said, What's your name? And she's like waiting for me. You know, she's like this tall. Okay, she said, My name's George, Georgina. And I said, Georgina, the Lord said. I just can I give you a hug? You know, we got this pandemic going on, and she just started tearing up. And so I'm just hugging her, and all these people are waiting to check out. And I was like, my dad, like, I just met someone. I'm hugging her, and she said, I'm dying. I have cancer. And she said, I'm just trying to live my life. And so I said, I'm going to pray for you that, you know, God's going to meet you every single day. And it's going to, and you're going to just have a full, your life is full. And so we just prayed and talked, and, and it just was almost like God made time stand still. Nobody 
nobody was coming up to me. It was like everyone was frozen. Like God froze that time so I could just take that time and do that. And I thought, Lord, I could have missed that. If I didn't, if I was trying to listen to, okay, I'm being obedient to my dad, and I'm trying these people, and they're like yelling at me, and um, you know, it was like multi languages, and I'm like, Whew. and I don't do well being hot unless I'm at the beach, you guys. So I was like, it was the spirit of the Lord on me. <laughs> so it was just really awesome, and um, like I, I look at her and I said, I remember you. I said, you just look so familiar. I said, are you from? the air she said I'm from Mears and she told me where she lived I said I remember you used to stand across from the school when the kids got out and you would wave to us and she said I did like and I thought I was a little kid and God put that in there just all these pieces years and like she moved to Holland for years and just come back and I'm like God is so good and like the rest of my day I was like Lord that was for me not even for her like, you're already taking care of her. Like, you did that for me to submit. So I look at just saying no to God. That's how we feel like, I don't know my purpose. Where am I going? What am I supposed to do? And I'm like thinking, if we just say yes to the Lord and submit, purpose comes very easily. Purpose comes very easily. You know. We don't live or experience our purpose by this one big decision. This is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. We think, oh, I got to go to college. I got to decide. You know, usually you get in there. I'm thinking, you know how many people have switched degrees after they're like 40? They're like, I'm done with this. <laughs> or because it's changing. God says, that was a great path, and now your path is going this way because I have some things I need you to do. Purpose is not one big decision. It's that saying yes to God a million times. That's your purpose. That is literally your purpose on this earth is to go out and preach the gospel. And how you do that is say yes to God. It could include your profession. It could include your family. It could include the location where you are. But your purpose is not, you're a pastor, you're a mom, you know, you're a dad, you know, you're a great employee. That's not your purpose. Your purpose is you are a child of the Most High God. And that that you want everybody else to be in the kingdom, and so you're going to go out and preach the gospel. That is every purpose. We all take different paths to get there. So if you're like, I don't know my purpose. I mean, I meet so many people, I don't know my purpose, I don't know. I tell people when people say, I don't know when I'm going to grow up, I always say, grow up, I say, I don't either. And they're looking at me like, you old. <laughs> How come you don't know? I said, well, I don't know what God's going to do. You know? I think I got it all put together, and God's like, yeah, you're not doing that anymore. I'm like, but I like it. He's like, well, you'll like this too. Just saying yes to God a million times. If we feel we don't know our purpose or we feel we don't really have one, just check your pride and your fear and respond to God. Respond with those yeses. Take the time. Yeah, would that, was that kind of, could that have been an embarrassing moment? You know, if I'm like, can I have a hug? And she's like, get away from me. Or, you know what I mean? Or like people, it could have been embarrassing in that time. You know, I grew up in a family that didn't hug. My dad does not see that side of me. So it was like, okay, now I got to do this here. And then, and I'm going to tell you another embarrassing story from that, is then he's like, I'm going to take you guys out to eat. And then I got ribs. And I dropped the ribs on my shirt. And then I got it all over my hands. And then I had to ask the waitress for another towelette. But I didn't ask that way. I said, I'm not doing very well today. Can you get me more of these? 
And then I thought a good idea would be my dogs really like bones. So then I took all the bones and wrapped them in a napkin and put them in my purse. And then my kids are like, what are they going to do when that plate goes back and there's no ribs? They think you ate the bone. <laughs> so Lana got real embarrassed and she's like, I'm going to start the car. And she left us. <laughs> so embarrassing moments happen. But just saying yes to God. And I thought, it's okay if they're laughing at me. I'm still getting laughs. See? I, lo- I don't mind sharing embarrassing stuff, you know what? Because you laugh in and I'm laughing and it's good. It, it's, it's fun. Because God's like, you know, that's just such a help. Um, you know, because then we, pr- you know, my dad saw me pray with that lady and talk. And then when we went to eat, we prayed. He prayed with us. And so it's just, it's good. Saying yes to God just keeps you moving forward in your purpose. Do you know, how many guys have ever been drained? Just tired, you feel like, I just can't do this anymore, I can't do this job, or I can't do this. If you've got toddlers, you're like, I can't be a mom anymore, someone else, I can't be a dad anymore. Like, someone else got to come in for a season, I need to go to the spa, I need to go out, you know, in the wood. I need to do something. <laughs> you just are drained. Do you know how we get drained? So you have that physical drain, but then there's that spiritual drain. You know, there's lots of statistics out there, like, that so many churches closed every day and that pastors and leaders get, you know, burnout on the ministry. There's a lot of you in here looking, you've been, I've been, you know, we've never been burnt out on the ministry, but we've watched tons of people get burnt out on the ministry. And that's because when we try to create our own purpose or we try to be a, live in a purpose that someone else created for us, like our parents or something, um, you're going to grow up to be this, and they're saying that, or, or your pastors or leaders are trying, you're trying to be like them, or things like that, and we're trying to be in a purpose that we are either trying to create or someone else is trying to create for us, it is draining, because we weren't made for that. We were made for the purpose that God chose for us. That's where we will excel. That's where, you know, we will flourish. So I'm going to give you guys a little bit of our story. Being in leadership in ministry, the pay is bad and everybody hates you. So no, no but being in ministry, that one was just that was just fun. But for weird years, we watched how people did ministry, and we thought we got to. This is how they run ministry. This is how we're supposed to do it. This is how leaders should act. This is how we should respond. You know, we should have a certain type of worship, and we should set our chairs up. and And people would come to us and say, "You can't have that in a school. You need to be in a building. People won't come to a school." And, and they're just telling, this is like, oh, women are speaking? What's going on? You know, we're having all this stuff for years. Yeah, that one's going, ha, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Let's just laugh at that. Um, but, and like, and everyone, you know, they, they dress certain ways. And it was almost like, it was so weird. I'm like, I don't know how to do this. I do not know how to be a front, you know, where it's like you almost have to wait in line to talk to the pastor because they're just so important and busy. And, and I'm like, how do you do this? And we have to run in leader circles, and everyone talks about their, like, the successes they're having. You're like, well, I had three people show up at church, my church, and you know what? It was my family, so. <laughs> 100% attendance. <laughs> you know, that's how they spent. You, know, you get into these circles, and we were seeing that, and people are like, they're like, how many people? They say, hey, you got a church. How many people you have? Well, don't you want to know how many people are saved and on their way to heaven, or you just want to know how many people I put in the sea? I started realizing this. I'm like, what is going on? So I always tell people we didn't have anybody, 100%. Like, 100% nobody. 
because I started realizing this is a competition. And I'm like, how do we do this? And we tried. Those of you that have been with us a long time, you guys really know grace. You have watched us try all the things, the other purposes. You've been there when we're like, let's try to do this. Let's try to do this. Because we're trying. Our heart was right. We're trying to follow. We're trying to fit into something. And God said, I didn't tell you to fit. I told you to go out and preach the gospel. I created this area specific, just like every area, every call. And, you know, I remember trying, I know you guys are going to, this is, whew. You know, I just, I just saw leaders, they sit up and they were separate. It was like they were so busy. And I'm thinking, God will make time. If he brings people to you, he will make time. So when people are like, I know you're busy, I always say, you know what, I can make time for you. If God brings you to my life, he will, he will make the time for you, just like he did with, with George. Like, he, if he brings them and he wants you to minister, he will, make, he will free up your schedule if you will allow him to. But I remember, like, one of the hidden rules, like, about women. Like, now it's, it's getting broke. That glass ceiling is breaking, I'll tell you. Because, but I was like, man, all these people. But sometimes we still get stuff, like, someone will call, and they'll be like, is Pastor Matt there? I'm like... I'm like, what do you need? They're like, we need to talk to the pastor. I said, well, you know what? He doesn't know the business part of church, so if you'd like to get something done, you may talk to me. <laughs> you know, <laughs> because that's the way, you know, it, that's my job. And, but I remember going to leaders things, and I'm trying to be, trying so hard to be like this pastor's wife. Like, people, I remember going places, and they pray, be like, they're like, who's that lady? And they're like, that's pastor's wife. That's a pastor's wife. Like, I didn't have my own name or identity. I was just that. And I thought, oh, gosh, this was so hard. Because you guys know that God made me a mouthpiece, right? <laughs> like, I am that. I am not. <laughs> I know eyes or ears. Like, I'm a mouthpiece. It was really hard. And I thought that's what I had to be, so I just never fit in. I always felt uncomfortable around leaders. I felt intimidated. And then God's like, quit trying to be. That's not your purpose. And so with the help of all of you guys, you know, um, you guys definitely helped us get into our purpose. But we realized we can't be what someone else wants. Those things are great. None of those things, none of those people were in sin or going against. They were doing what God, but that wasn't what God, the purpose God had for us. Because we were in a different place location, a different situation. We had a different group of people to minister to. We had a different call on our lives. I'm not going to, you know, I probably wouldn't do that well in the city because God didn't call me there. But there are still people there that need to hear the gospel, right? There's just different things where God calls you. And when we started listening, you know, praise God, we decided to start listening to the Lord. Come on. Um, and know who we are. I just love it. I mean, you guys have got to see us in our good, our bad, all of those times, the realness, which I think has made our community so strong, our faith community. Like, when I'm here, I'm like, these people are my family. Like, I know, like, I'm stealing your children from you. <laughs> not, not permanently, but you know, you got little ones. I'm on, you just, it builds that family. We want to know what each other are doing. We care about each other. We pray for each other. We love each other. We, we, we like being together, not just here on Sundays. Like, we get together, and we don't leave. We're just like, let's just stay here forever. We'll go to a connect, and we're just talking and having fun. Like, because we want to be together, 
because we've made that connection because that's what we have made that kingdom so I just wanted to encourage you guys you know you can be you know the top executive or the senior leaders and you know you could be the senior leaders at a church and still set up chairs you can be a woman in leadership that has authority you can be funny you can take time for every single person that God sends to you even if it's a minute of saying hi to them you know if God sends them you can do that because if God said that's your purpose he will make space it's not our job to make space he's really good at that he has this understanding of time that we will never understand but it's God who gives us that wisdom it's God who gives the strength when me and Matt like people would always say you know just don't get burnt out you're doing too much and we always said we never felt that like we never felt that because we always just said we're going to do what God called us to do and we just never got to that like complete drain like time because we had we did a lot we made a lot of mistakes I'm not saying that I'm saying this we kept a hold of our purposes unique to us and that God created us for because he gave us the strength he gave us the ability it comes from him it's nothing that we learned it's nothing that we did we didn't it's not from mimicking copying doing anything it came from the Lord when it comes from the Lord you have all the power and strength and ability that you need I love what it says in Psalms 18 it says God you have wrapped me in power and made my way perfect I like it when my ways go perfect but you guys I like it when things go good you know, I don't wake up and be like, Lord, I hope I have a trial today. <laughs> right? Nobody does that. I like it. So I'm thinking, if I am in the wisdom of the Lord, it says he's going to wrap me in power and make my ways perfect. I like that. And in Chronicles 29, First Chronicles, it says, David, it says Bless, Blessed are you, God of Israel, our Father, from an old and forevermore. To you, O God, belong the greatness and the mighty and the glory and the victory and the majesty and the splendor. Yes, everything in heaven, everything on earth, the kingdom is all yours. You've, you've raised yourself high over all riches and all glory. They come from you. You're, you ru you're ruler over all. You hold strength and power in the palm of your hand to build up and strengthen all. And here we are, O oh God, our God, give thanks to you, praising your splendid name. It's not hard to live in your specific, unique, individual purpose when we let God direct our steps. He said in here, he, he's got all power, all might, all, everything. And he said he's going to build us up and strengthen all of us. Like he's like, I'm doing that for you. So we don't have to worry about, am I in my purpose? Well, do you love Jesus? Do you? Yeah, you love Jesus? You accept him? You say, I want to I walk as closely as I can to you? Then you're in the pur purpose of God. You're in the purpose of God. You may go like this and have to go back in, but you're still in the purpose of God because he's not going to let you go. He's not going to be like, oh, missed it this time. He doesn't do that to us. We're in the kingdom. We don't just go in the kingdom. It's not a nine to five and we punch in. You're in the kingdom. You're in there for life. <laughs> There's no way out. They're not, not even in death. You can't get out of this kingdom, right? 
I mean, the goal is almost to go to the kingdom, not just here on earth, but in heaven too. So, you know, we don't need to keep up with the Joneses, whoever they are. Like, that started, like, way back. Like, I don't know who you Joneses are, but I don't, it, uh, we don't need to keep up with them. Our social life, social media life does not need to be on point. It's okay. If you know what, if you're not good at posting pictures and you want to post a picture of your grandbaby, post a fuzz, fuzzy picture. We don't care. It doesn't have to be perfect. You know, you don't have to put all these filters. I'm like, that ain't even a, like, I look at these all the time, like, that ain't a real person. <laughs> like, I'm like, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a picture every, I looked at Lana's phone, my daughter, and I'm like, why, why do you have all these pictures? She's like, oh, I send pictures to dad and Jordan in the morning of me. I'm like, like it's like the scariest picture she's like that's real life that's real life people love you when you when you she said but we don't have to have everything doesn't have to be on point you know we don't have to be in a certain building we don't have to dress a certain way we don't need to look right we don't need to care about how others think oh what do what do other people think about about me (laughs) we don't need to worry about that let them worry about that if they're worrying about how everyone else is doing they're probably forgot about who they should be worrying about which is themselves right we need to think about God what do you want for me we just need to be right and good and follow Jesus and glorify God our purpose is that is that is our purpose there's lots of different ways he uses that but that is our purpose our purpose is individual and unique wrapped up inside a complete body my purpose fits perfectly with yours and yours and yours because God put us together so when I'm over here like, oh, I don't know my purpose, oh my gosh, you know, flailing around and being like, oh, I'm just, I'm just going to do nothing. Doing nothing is doing nothing. You know, do something. Even if we get it wrong, you, you, the Lord will come and correct you, so then he get you back on your purpose and you just get to talk to the Lord. I mean, he's God. Like, if he talks to me in correction or love, I'm okay. Because, like, I'm talking to God. Like, if a celebrity, like, said something terrible to you, like, if you, lo- like, if you love a celebrity and you were like, oh, I got to meet them or something, and they said hi to you or they even said something her- terrible to you, you'd probably be like, hey, they acknowledge me. <laughs> I mean, and when God corrects us, he's not saying, I'm just joking like that, because God, even when he corrects us, he does it in love. He does it, he does it to complete us, to, to help us get back on in fulfillment. He never does it to embarrass us, to bring shame, anything like that. So I want to remind you guys of that, because sometimes the enemy's like, yeah, God's mean, ain't he? He said no. You know? Well, my kid wanted to run in the road when she was little, and I said no. I'm such a terrible mother, ain't I? You know, think, when you think of it like that, it's like, oh, when you put it in perspective. So, you know, we're the body of Christ, and the kingdom of God needs you guys more than ever to be exactly who God intended for you to be. Cannot be someone else or try to look like someone else or things like that. When I try, I was probably the most miserable when I'm like, oh yeah, I'm a good little pastor wife. I'm a terrible pastor's wife. Come on. I'm getting you pizza today. (laughs) But, you know, that's exactly it. And I was, like, miserable, and Matt was miserable because if mom ain't happy, (laughs) ain't nobody happy. (laughs) Women feel emotion. We have a scale of emotions. Men have two. There's either nothing going on in your head or or, or, or you're hungry. I don't know. It's like. 
They don't. I mean, they're like, they're like, are you angry? Like I was saying today, they can be hurt, upset, um, sad, angry, and it comes out as either like anger or just sitting there staring at nothing. You know, it's just. And women were like, oh, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't a breakfast an hour later. I'm hungry. Get out of here. <laughs> Those of you that <laughs> have been to my house in the morning when it's hot. I'm like, everybody move and let me sit in front of the fan. <laughs> right? We have these. But, no, we need to be who we are. And when I realized, I'm not going to fit that. There's some people that fit that. And that's really good for them. Do it. But I had to be who I was. And I had to be funny, which I got lots of laughs today, so I feel like I'm definitely in God's purpose. Um, you know, I had I had to be loud. Like, I was a very loud child, and then... Everyone started telling me, oh, you're shy, you're quiet, you're, you're too much. This one, I'm little, like two and three. I just remember, like, I was a rowdy child. I actually have this scar, like, this big on my knee because I pretended that I was a dog, like, 95% of every single day. And my mom, I jumped and spilt my mom's sewing basket, and then I jumped in a needle, went all the way under my kneecap, and then I had to go get surgery. You know, so I was literally this really wild, loud child. But then all my siblings and people would be like, you're too much, you're too loud, make her stop. So then I became, like, excessively shy and quiet. You know, like, I couldn't even have my picture taken. I would cry, and I have pictures of my mom dragging me with the family pictures, and I'm crying, and my shirt's half off, <laughs> you know, because she's trying to drag me. Because you couldn't just take another picture because you had camera and you wait for the film to come back. Um... I literally have pictures like that, and I became so shy, and that wasn't who I was because I wasn't in God's purpose, and I spent a lot of years, you know. So then I decided, well, I'm mean. I'm tough. I am not a tough person. <laughs> I'm very soft, um, but I look tough. I'm strong, but I'm, st- I'm not tough. So then I was like, I'm tough, you know. I only threw one kid out a window, but he de- deserved it. out the window because I was in the band room and the window was like this far from the ground and he was just not nice to people so I just pushed him out the window it was only like this far from the ground he was fine I didn't get in trouble because the the band teacher had to yell at me but then he said he's annoying everybody so (laughs) teachers I had that a lot where I maybe did some things and the teachers then yelled at me in public then they brought me in pilot and said thank you because I couldn't So then I had this tough, and then I met Matt, and, like, I'm, like, I'm this, I'm that, and he's, like, and then he would just always make me cry. Not, like, because he was me. (laughs) Gosh. No, but, like, he's, like, you're soft. He's, like, about everything would make me cry, and, and it was just, I'm, like, Lord, you brought me the right person because I went from all of these things, and then he had, you know, I met Jesus at 15, and then I went to a bunch of cults. Like, right, I didn't know. So, like, some, like, crazy stuff. Like, I'm, like, they're, like, getting up barking like dogs, like, running around, like, praying for, say, I mean, it was just some crazy stuff. And I'm thinking, mm, I accepted Jesus. This doesn't feel right. So I kept looking. I'm, like, going in this underground circuit. I told the kids how, like, I had to run away from, like, these houses or these, like, creepy people. I mean, it's just all this stuff I'm looking for. And then Matt, you know, and I'm trying to find Jesus, and I start finding Jesus. And then, and then I have this calm, steady man come into my life who, like, knows the Bible. 
You know, I knew Jesus, but I didn't know anything about the Bible. <laughs> I didn't. Jesus was a man, died on the cross. He came for you. Your life can be changed. I got my life began to change. And he knew everything. I'd be like, you know, didn't there say something here? He's like, oh, yeah, it's right here. And God said, that's our purpose. We fit together. When you see us, we are like water and oil. But God said, we need both. You need water, and sometimes you need oil. Sometimes you need water. Which one do I get to be? He's easygoing, so he's got to be. You get to be the oil. You get to be the oil. Well, maybe I should be the oil, get grease things going. So being exactly who God wanted you to be. Because guess what? Everyone else, you can't be anyone else because they're already taken. You don't have to look like anyone. You don't have to be, if God calls you, your walk to where he wants you might look, even if you're going to the exact same place. Let's say he called you to be an evangelist or he called you to, you know, be a minister or whatever. You getting there might look different than the person that, you know, is right next to you doing the same thing. It was just, it's just what God has for you. Because if we follow the purpose that God has and we submit to him, we are going to lead so many people to the Lord. We are going to invite so many people to live kingdom with us, and we're going to fulfill, you know, the destiny that God has for us. So we're almost, I'm almost done. I just have a couple of things. So we got to grow in maturity. How many of you guys know maturity is important? Physical maturity, emotional maturity, you know, spiritual maturity. We need that. You know, I've seen a lot of Christians run around that are still immature and they're 90 years old. Because when we stop submitting or learning or growing in the things of God, we stop growing up. So we need to make sure we, this is what we're responsible for, is growing up in maturity. Grab on to the word of God. You know, apply it to our life. Don't be, think that we know everything about God. God, all of God, everything in the Bible is God, but God is even bigger than that. You know, he gave us that as like this instruction manual to move forward and, and to know his character. But the Bible isn't God. God is God, right? <laughs> so we keep, you know, growing in, in that maturity and submitting, submitting to God. And you'll continually be in your purpose. So there is kind of this song that you guys will probably know. Um, and when I'm thinking, I don't even, sometimes I sing it just to myself or just um, when I just don't know like what's next or it feels like I'm not doing anything or I'm like Lord we're doing the same thing at church and going to church preaching the word coming home or we're doing the same thing over and over and I'm like oh I just want I want the excitement moment all the time how many of you guys are like that like you want it to be excitement all the time like I want to feed the 5,000 every week I want to raise people from the dead every week you know and God's like you know sometimes you just got to mature so you can get there like, so we can have those moments. Don't live miracle to miracle. You know, live in the kingdom all the time. Um, so this is, this song just kind of makes me think, um, it, you know, give me Jesus. Have you guys heard that song? Give me Jesus. And I love it. It says, in the morning when you rise, just give me Jesus. You can have everything in the world. So everything we have, if we said, God, if my focus is not right, you could have my house. You can have everything. He said, give me Jesus. When I'm alone, that's a hard one. 
You know, we feel lonely. I mean, we have ministered to so many people that were, I mean, Noah, your wife, she waited many years for you. And I just remember right before she met, she's like, I'm just alone. And I said, I just said to her, I said, when you feel like that, I said, God, I said, you put God first and he will bring you the desire of your heart. And then she met you and, and it's so good and beautiful, brought you guys together and coming up here on in the fall and a whole year of married life and you're still happy and you're going to have another 75 years of it. So, but being alone, like my kids going into high school, my kids had to make different choices. They said, I don't want to drink. I don't want to smoke. I don't want to party. I don't want to send Snapchat of pictures of me half naked to boys. Like this is the normal things that are like expected of you in high school now if you don't know that these are the expectations of youth that you should do that and probably the majority do and they said I want to get good grades I want these things and they had to choose to have a lot of acquaintances and no friends and it was so hard my kids would cry and say I don't have anybody and I said you have Jesus you go into that school and you take Jesus with you, and you don't look to the left or the right. You don't do those things. I said, you may be lonely for a season, but God's going to bring you everybody you need. My daughter graduated, and she said, Mom, she said, I'm so glad because the Jades and Jordans and the Mercies and, and, and all of you guys, she said, I have so many people that are like my aunts and uncles and grandparents. These people are my best friends. She said, none of them are my age, really. But she said, they are my best friends. And I've kept, she kept her purity, her honor, all of that. Because in your lonely times, if you take Jesus, you won't get off on those paths. And the last thing in that song, it says, even when I come to die, I want to know that I have Jesus. It doesn't matter if I clean up every mess that I ever had or if I have a big inheritance of money to leave to my children. What I need to know is that when I come to that place that I have Jesus. So I'm just going to take a moment here. And, and I got that song for you guys today and I just want us to take a moment and think about we're going to just take a moment and listen to it and just pray. Just go ahead and close your eyes or leave them open. Whatever you need to do but I just want you to think about what does that look like in my life? What do I need to trade in to be with Jesus?